0: Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, apply today at kellydparker.com slash coaching. Hey, 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 this is episode 37 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for taking some time to hang out with me today. So today I want to talk about storytelling. As communicators, individuals that are able to master the art of storytelling are interesting, they're impactful, they're influential, they're inspiring, they're persuasive. So being able to tell a good story is a really powerful tool to have in your communications toolbox, whether you're in business or any other type of context, you really want to be able to master the art of storytelling and have it as an ability we can pull from our back pocket anytime that we want to. So today I want to walk through the seven types of storytellers. And as we go through each of them, I want you to try to determine what type of of storyteller are you now they overlap a little bit so you might find that you identify with a couple of them but i want you to listen in and figure out what type of storyteller are you okay you ready i hope so here we go type number one storytelling type number one is the rambler the rambler now if you're not personally a rambler i bet you know a rambler because they are very easy to spot. This is an individual that starts a story in one spot. And then next thing you know, honey, we are lost in all the details. We are going over the river and through the woods. And we started talking about one thing, but then somehow we got on this rabbit trail about another thing that kind of has to do with what we were talking about, but not really. And then sometimes we have a little bit of trouble getting away from the rabbit trail back to where we were supposed to be going. And there's just a lot going on so the rambler the main thing that the rambler needs to work on is a couple of things but let's start here the point point. one story one point every time you tell a story every time you start to you know talk about some sort of illustration or anecdote or what have you one point not five points What is the one thing that you want people to know or to do based on this story that you are telling? So as a storyteller, one thing that the rambler can think about is even before you start talking, what is the point that I'm getting ready to drive home and make sure that all of the details that you include have to do with that point? If they don't have to do with the point, don't say them. It's interesting, the less words that we use, oftentimes the more powerful and more uh, impact we can have. And so another thing that the Rambler wants to think about is how to be concise, right? Every thought that comes to your mind in terms of storytelling, don't say them all. You want to be very strategic in terms of the details that you are including. Only those that will drive the point home, right? And so it's a discipline around saying, you know what, I'm on this road going to this location. I'm not turning to the right. I'm not turning to the left. I'm going to hit the bullseye of the point of my story. So if you're a rambler, understand that you need to be really clear on what your point is and try to be really concise in getting there. So that's type number one. Some of us, when we tell a story, we are the rambler. What's type number two? Type number two is the Riddler. The Riddler. And a Riddler is pretty easy to spot as well. This is somebody who has a depth of knowledge and information about a topic. I mean, they they probably know everything there is to know about a particular thing. But the problem comes into play when they begin to talk about said topic, and the audience doesn't have the same level of knowledge that they do. They're not at that level level of expertise. And so when they speak, it feels like a riddle. It feels like, now, wait a minute, what are we talking about? well what what does that word mean? Well, who what what is all of this? It feels like a riddle. It feels like something that's hard to figure out. So if you're someone who's uh, very well read on a topic, very much an expert, that's awesome because that is a great place to start as a speaker. We should be speaking out of our expertise. And now as a Riddler, we have to go to that next stage to say, OK, now I have to find clarity in terms of I have all the details. I have all of this information, but I need to find a way to make it clear to the folks that I'm talking to right? Because communication is all about the audience. If they don't understand you, you might be speaking, but you're not really communicating effectively. So it's a matter of understanding how can I get clear? So you want to begin to think about what is the bottom line, right? And how can I explain it in a way that a child could understand it? How can I explain what I'm talking about in a way that really brings in that, that bottom lowest denominator, right? Right. Now, the only exception would be if you are speaking to a group of your peers in in some situation, right, where you know everyone in your audience is very well versed like you, then certainly, right, you can use the jargon, right? You can use some of the things that maybe the broader population doesn't know or can't grasp as readily. But in general, when you are trying to break down something that you know well, and you've studied to folks that probably have not on the same level as you, you want to get really, really clear in terms of what you're trying to say so again you want to leave out so much detail and those points that you really want people to know how can i say it in less words how can i use more common language and how can i make sure that i'm using examples that the common person can understand right how can I use examples from everyday life that maybe can draw correlations and help people um, understand? So it's really important to choose the right story, right? Choosing stories and illustrations and imagery that you know, the people that you're talking to, you know, for sure, like, yep, they'll, they'll understand that that will help to illuminate what I'm trying to say. So if you know a lot and you, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a Riddler, you want to be a uh, really, Focused in on clarity and choosing the right story. So in terms of being a storyteller, you might be a Rambler or you might be a Riddler or number three, you might be a Picasso. You might be a Picasso. What is a Picasso? So if you think about Picasso's art, it's very abstract, right? So you might see a face that he's painted, but it's not a normal looking face. There's like an eye by the chin and there's a nose where the ear should be. The components are there, but they're out of order. They're in the wrong place. So a Picasso storyteller is someone who might kind of start in the middle. Like you got all the components, but you are not really telling them in a sequential order, right? You're starting here. Then we went there. Then we went back up there and it's hard to follow along. And the problem with being hard to follow is it confuses people, right? And confusion is a problem because a confused mind does nothing. A confused mind does nothing. A confused mind will tune you out. It will stop listening. It will do all sorts of things. It will do anything but probably what you want it to do, right? So we want to be super cohesive. So the Picasso storyteller wants to really work on being cohesive. What I mean by that, you want to bring all the parts that you have together, but you want to bring them together in a logical order. So when you begin to think about storytelling, I want you to think about beginning, middle and end. Beginning, middle and end. And be very intentional about unveiling the story in that order in a way where, you know, okay, this will be a way that people can follow along exactly what I'm trying to say. Start at the beginning, then get to the middle, and then wrap up with that end. And that end should always wrap up with inviting the audience in to say, you know, can you see yourself in this story? What is the uh, thing that you want your audience to know or to do? You should be ending there, right? So there's a benefit to being a Picasso. (laughs) because you got all the components, you got it all there. It's just a matter of really thinking through, okay, but how, how do I want to bring it to life? It's going to be super important for you. Hey, this is Kelly popping in with a special invitation. If you are a professional woman or an emerging business owner looking to level up your speaking skills, I want to invite you to apply for my fierce and fearless speaking academy. Maybe you're already receiving invitations to speak and you're wondering what are you going to talk about and how are you going to deliver it in a powerful way? Or maybe you're a business owner and you're looking to leverage speaking to boost your business, but you need to know the nuts and bolts of how to deliver and create a memorable message. If that's you, I want you to head over to kellydparker.com forward slash coaching and apply for Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy today. All right, storytelling type number four. What is storytelling type number four? the silent genius, the silent genius. And I see far too many people who are silent geniuses. A silent genius is someone who is unsure of how they're going to sound. They're unsure of, I don't even know if I should tell this story or offer anything because I don't know how it's going to come across. I'm afraid I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake. I'm afraid I'm going to embarrass myself somehow hmm so i have a lot of good ideas honestly i probably i might have the best ideas of anybody at the table but i'm not gonna say anything i'm gonna keep it to myself so here's the deal first of all you are robbing everyone else around you of your genius and your brilliance right and i This is just my personal conviction. I feel like you have a responsibility to add value to wherever you find yourself. Right. So sometimes we have to get over ourselves for the greater good. Right. And on top of that, the only way to get better at something is to do it. That's the only way. The only way through something is through something. And so the silent genius needs to work on confidence. Right. Really believing, you know what, what I have to say, it has value and I don't need to be perfect to make a connection with somebody. I don't need to be perfect for my words to be powerful and to be meaningful. Um, And just understanding you will never know the full impact of your life, of your words, of the things that you say, of the things that you do. And so if you're ever sitting somewhere and you're feeling that nudge, I I could offer that to the conversation, but I want to encourage you to do it. I want to encourage you to get into the habit of, sharing your ideas and adding value. But with that, of course, it can be intimidating if you're like, I I don't know how I'm going to come across. So one way to work on your confidence is to find formulas and frameworks that will help you. So you're listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast right now, Um, go ahead and head back to several other storytelling episodes that we have, the three P's of storytelling, common mistakes that storytellers make. So you want to avail yourself of information that's going to help you feel like a more competent storyteller, right? So you want to avail yourself of information that's going to make you feel like you have the know-how, have the nuts and bolts. That's number one. And then number two, to go ahead and put it into action stop holding out on folks it is time that the world hears what you have to say some of y'all have lived lives that will inspire that will teach that will move people that will educate and you're sitting on them you're sitting on your stories um you're sitting on your life experiences you're sitting on all the wisdom and the knowledge that you have and for what for what we don't know what tomorrow holds Right. So when you have opportunities to be able to share and to move people forward with your story, I want to encourage you to no longer be a silent genius, but to take advantage of those opportunities. So that's type number four, the silent genius. Type number five is the speed racer, the speed racer. So this is an individual that particularly when they get nervous they start talking fast, 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 fast. So here's the the issue with that. Again, sometimes when we talk too fast, people can't keep up. They get confused and then we know where that goes. A confused mind does nothing. A confused mind daydreams, a confused mind goes out to lunch and it becomes difficult to really come across as coherent when you're talking so fast. It becomes a little bit of a distraction so what what the speed racer really wants to focus in on is self-awareness so it's a matter of understanding i'm doing it again okay i can sense i'm doing it again and practice number one i know what i'm doing and i'm not doing i know i'm doing it number two now let me work on that right so let me get in the habit of talking a little bit slower it might even feel too slow to you But if you know this is an issue for you, go ahead on and have that intentional kind of mind check to say, okay, I'm going to be a little bit slower in my speech. The second thing you want to think about is being intentional with your pauses that will slow you down as well. So, you know, it could be that you plan kind of when you're going to pause. Right. So I'm going to say my maybe my introductory statement. And then you're going to pause right? You're going to take that moment just to, to stop talking. So just building in some very practical things that are going to slow you down and get you to take a breath, right? And also knowing, let me, let me put it this way. Whenever you're speaking, sometimes we feel like we have to get it all out to keep everyone's attention, or we just want to hurry up and get our ID out. Think of it the opposite way. Take your time. The time is yours, Take your time. The time is yours. I know sometimes the fear is maybe if I stop talking, maybe someone else will start talking and I don't want that. So let me just try to get it all out. But when you're a little more relaxed, I should say, I guess with it, it comes across a little more confident, right? Because you're like, I don't necessarily have to be in a rush. I understand the power of my words. I'm not going to talk too slow. But I don't have to rush and get it all out. When I'm speaking, I'm speaking. So I can take the time because the time is mine. So it comes across that much more powerful. So just being aware, right? Just knowing, you know what? I don't have to talk that fast. I can slow it down and I can even pause for impact and for effect if I so choose. So that's number five, the speed racer. What is type number six? Type number six is the monotone. The monotone. And, uh, I think this goes without explanation. This is an individual where the sound of their voice has very little variation. And so it can be uh, boring. (laughs) What's interesting about some monotones is that for some of us in real life, we're not like that. We have pep, we have energy. But again, sometimes something about those nerves, it can suck that energy right out of you. Right. And so. If you're somebody that sits in that monotone space, the thing that you want to be aware of is your energy, right? You want to conjure up your energy in a way where you can be compelling. So you want to build in variations in your voice, variations in the way that you're speaking to create interest, one way to think about doing this is asking questions because when we ask a question our voice naturally goes up it it naturally switches up a little bit uh for instance has the world seen the best of you yet like there's a different way that your voice comes out when you're asking a question right so you can think about different ways to kind of switch up your speech pattern and again thinking about your energy think about nonverbal things that you can do that communicate energy so you can sit up you can kind of lean forward a little bit smiling what is what is your face doing whatever your body is doing is going to affect your voice right so make sure that you're cueing with your body to help along your voice right to communicate some energy and some power that's going to be very important in terms of keeping people engaged in the the meat and the depth of your story so finally what is storytelling type number seven storytelling type number seven is the captivator the captivator is able to confidently share ideas no matter who's in the room The captivator is able to engage small groups and also large groups. They're easy to follow in the way that they communicate and they know how to inspire action. And because they have these skills, they're able to make epic first impressions and they know how to communicate with not only power, but also warmth. And it makes them very, very magnetic. This individual knows how to be concise in their communication They know how to be clear in their communication. They know how to be cohesive in terms of bringing together all the story elements. They have confidence and they have a level of self-awareness. And as all of that comes together, they're very compelling in how they communicate. So if you want to be a captivator, I want to encourage you to do a couple of things. First of all, go back through and think about all the tips that we've given throughout the episode, right? How to be concise how to be clear, how to be cohesive. So you wanna bring all those elements in as you are telling stories. And the second thing for you to consider is to apply for my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy because we are going to be diving knee deep in how to telling a powerful story. I have proprietary frameworks that I use for myself when storytelling that I will be sharing and we will also be practicing with one another to get that practice in to get that self-awareness up and to get guided expert feedback that's going to take you much further much faster so if you know that you are somebody looking to master the art of storytelling head to kelly d parker forward slash coaching Look over the program if it feels like a fit. Apply today and we will go from there. So let's go ahead and summarize. What are the seven types of storytellers? Number one, the Rambler. Number two, the Riddler. Number three, the Picasso. Four, Silent Genius. Five, Speed Racer. Six, Monotone. And seven, Captivator. So which storyteller are you? and which storyteller do you want to be whatever you want to be when it turn, when it comes to communication you can be with the right information the right tools and being willing to practice what you learn you can be an amazing storyteller see you next time thanks for listening to the confident speaker podcast if you found this content valuable Make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the confident speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.